Welcome to Nurturing Bright Futures, the higher education podcast for teachers and advisors, brought to you by UEA. Each month, we provide the latest information you need to guide your students through their journey to university, plus hints and tips to help support you in your work. We know you're busy, so we keep each episode to around 20 minutes, just long enough for a cup of coffee. So, pop the kettle on and let's get started. Hello listeners and welcome back to this month's episode of Nurturing Bright Futures, the podcast for teachers and advisors produced by the University of East Anglia. My name is Ellen and I am the London-based higher education advisor. In this episode, we are going to be sharing some key information about the upcoming student finance application, which is just around the corner. We are then going to be talking more generally about how young people can manage the costs of studying at university. We're going to be sharing our top tips for budgeting, seeking work opportunities at university, and how we can support young people with any anxieties that they may feel in relation to going to university during the current cost of living crisis. Today, I am very lucky to be joined by my wonderful colleague, Lily, who is also a current UEA student. Lily, thank you so much for joining us. Would you like to introduce yourself and explain a little bit more about what you've been doing at UEA? Hello, everybody. As Ellen said, my name is Lily. So to tell you a bit about myself, I study international business management with a year in industry. Before coming to UEA, I took a gap year in which I worked in a school for a year, supporting with marketing, sports coaching and teaching. When coming to UEA in 2020, it was the dreaded COVID year, so I'd say maybe my first year experience was slightly different to most. However, now after two years of studying, I'm now in my placement year where I'm working as an intern for UEA, supporting with recruitment, so working with Ellen and then outreach events and marketing. And the large range of skills I'm learning in various fields is really, really great and something hopefully I can take forward into my future career. Brilliant. Thank you so much for introducing yourself, Lily. So I'm just going to talk a little bit about the student finance application. So for the 2023 year of entry, which is coming up, the application is soon going to be live via the gov.uk website. The deadline for students to submit the application to receive funding is normally always towards the end of May. So we strongly encourage students to block out some time to complete that application in March or April, as it can be quite a lengthy process and you want to make sure that you get that in for the deadline. So with this in mind, Lily, what are some top tips that you would recommend to students when making the student finance application, including some key things that they need to remember that teachers and advisors can share with them. Firstly, I'd say the student finance calculator on the Gov UK website is really, really helpful. I think you answer a few questions and then they can find out what they're eligible for, which is a really good thing to go through with your parents or something. I'd also say probably one of my key tips, which is quite simple, but hopefully effective, is I'd get parents, carers, guardians, teachers, or even older brothers or sisters who have gone to university to maybe previously look at your application. And I suggest maybe going over it two or three times just to make sure all the information is cohesive and no mistakes have made, because I'm aware of some of my friends who maybe had problems just from not checking it over properly, but that was no fault of their own as such. And then... Like Ellen said, I'd say maybe give yourself plenty of time to to stop the process being rushed. 
Oh, and dig out your national insurance number before applying so you don't have to spend ages looking for that. So thank you for that, Lily. As you explained, you're currently a third year international business management student at UEA. Would you like to share a bit about what your experience of money management as a student has been like? Sure. So I'll just say a few things, really. So when coming to uni, I knew that money ha- my money handling wasn't great. Um, so after some advice from my family, I decided to set up a student bank account, which is where my student loan went directly into, and therefore I wouldn't touch it. Um, I'd also recommend looking at comparison websites to see what best deals there are for the year you're planning on going to uni, as I know they change every year. Some examples of perks are things such as like setting up a four-year rail card which gets you discount on train travel maybe longer payback times for your overdraft and things such as amazon vouchers secondly i then set up another bank account alongside my personal one that i already had which became my account for bills so things such as food and other bills that i had to pay for so again i knew in my head that that was my bills account and i wouldn't touch it and then i had a more casual or personal account with money that I knew I could touch and therefore I just found it very easy to separate money and know what was what. I also set up multiple direct debits so money went from one account to the other on the ones I selected but I found it a really effective way of handling money and I think it's especially effective at the moment with the cost of living crisis so you don't go overboard of certain things. I also just thought I'd point out that it didn't cost me anything to set up these accounts. The only thing you have to do is pay back your overdraft if you, if you go into it in your student account. But often you have three years to do so. I would recommend, if feasible, trying to slowly pay it back when possible so you don't have a big bill at the end. But that is flexible, so it's up to you. And then another thing relating to money to mention is accommodation costs, I think. Because I know from my experience, especially in Norwich, but I know it's the same with lots of other universities, is that often your second and third year accommodation can be a lot cheaper than your first. Um, So some of my friends went from paying £175 a week to £109 a week. This can often include all your bills or maybe not, but I think sometimes including your bills in your actual rent costs is really good too, so therefore you don't have to worry about things like that. And then finally, I think it's good to point out the part-time job opportunities as a student because there is quite a lot. Brilliant. And I think the point that you made about sometimes your first year actually being the most costly is actually really valuable. It was it was the same for me. I studied at Birmingham and in my first year, I paid about £130 a week for my rent. But then in my second and third year, I paid about 80. So it was actually such a significant price difference. And I do think first year can have a lot of kind of hidden costs in the way for students when they're kind of joining the campus and like you say, buying things like a rail card, but really that sets you up for kind of having a cheaper year in second and third year. So I do think it's a good idea for students to be a bit mindful about having some extra costs in their first year and maybe being a bit more kind of tight with their budget. So yeah, that's a really good tip. Thank you, Lily. You just mentioned as well, work opportunities whilst at university. Would you mind now just talking a little bit more about this? So how common is it for students to seek work opportunities alongside their studies and what kinds of opportunities are available for them? Uh, Yeah, sure, Ellen. So I think especially at this tough time at the moment, I think getting a part time job is a really um, great thing to do as often it will give you peace of mind just in terms of money. So from my experience, most students 
uh, will or should have the capacity to balance a part-time job. Even some people I know studying medicine have managed this. Um, so, for example, most universities will offer part-time job roles that fit around your timetable. And I know we do it at UEA. So, for example, things such as our student worker system. And this scheme kind of gives current students opportunities to sign up and help with events that are happening around the university whilst they're earning money whilst they do this. Um, but the great thing about it is, like I mentioned a minute ago, is you can only you can sign up to the events that you want to do and that work around your timetable there's no you have to do this amount or that amount it's whatever works for you which I can think is really really good if you're worried maybe about your timetable and you're not too sure about it maybe starting in first year this is definitely a good thing to look out for um, but we also have things such as student bars cafes shops all on campus which work on a similar type of thing so they're all zero hour contracts so again you work as and when you want to there's no pressure to work all the time or consistently like other areas or jobs might ask you to but my personal experience with part-time jobs is slightly different so I looked for a job in the city itself so again these are also available to you I'd say um, Norwich is quite a student heavy town as I know other universities are too um, which is great for securing part-time jobs as I think employees are kind of used to students as maybe more target employees so in my first year when starting, a week before my lectures, I went looking for a part-time job and actually walked into Bill's, the restaurant, and asked for a job. And somehow I managed to get one. So that was really good for me. And it really helped me in terms of money for things such as socialising or maybe things I would think that are non-essential, which I wouldn't want to use my loan for. And it would also help top up my food account and things such as this. But that job stopped, unfortunately, due to COVID. But it was just one of those things. And then in July, I decided I wanted a job again and got a part-time job at a local bakery in Norwich. And I've had a zero-hour contract there ever since. And I really, really love it. So that's really good. And another thing just worth mentioning, I'd say, as some students maybe don't want a part-time job the whole way through the year, but some things such as summer vacancies and internships or placements, like what I'm doing for a year, um, students often really, really like these. And they really look good on your CV. And they'll often give you an opportunity to earn money whilst getting experience in the field of interest you might be, you might favour. So, for example, at UEA, we have a resource called Career Central, which is really great at advertising these roles. It's where I found my placement and where I know a lot of my friends have found like summer internships and things like that. And they will help you all along the way of your application. So they'll help build your CV. They'll give you inter interview practice. And again, it really helps boost your confidence when going for these roles and future careers. I know they also promote graduate jobs as well, which again, if you want to secure a job after university, um, it's definitely a great resource to explore. So I know I've spoken a lot, so I hope that helps. Brilliant. So my next question is, from your perspective as a student, what would be your three top tips for money management at university? I would say definitely splitting my bank accounts um, into different areas really, really helped me as it um, helped me stay in control of my money and helped me not get overwhelmed. I think, like I've mentioned before, I think a part-time job is really great. Career Central and other support will really help you build your CV. And I found that the part-time job really helped relieve some money pressure. Um, but if you are worried about things like this, like student work assistance and things such as those are really, really good for you in that in that sense. 
And then finally, I'd say ask friends and family or someone you can confide in if you do get overwhelmed, because there's nothing worse than suffering in silence. Um, and I think a lot of students might be able to relate to that. But if I'm honest, if you don't feel comfortable talking to friends and family, I know I didn't for a while, I would actually have a look into the university student support services. As I know, for example, at UEA, we have so many. So we have the SIS. Um, but it's they're always there for you and it's and it's something that's really nice to be able to have and to be able to use um, to make sure you don't get overwhelmed at university. Yeah, absolutely. I really agree. And I also think that money management and those financial skills are actually something that many young people haven't had to kind of use or develop before going to university. And that can be really daunting and overwhelming. Particularly at UEA, we are very aware that there is a kind of increasing anxiety amongst students and their families about the affordability of going to university, which have created an affordability and budget calculator for prospective students, which can be found on the UCAS website from the finance homepage. And we really strongly encourage any of our listeners to share this resource with your students. Using this tool, they can browse different universities for a rough guide to the cost of living, which provides estimates for accommodation, bills, transport costs, and other key day-to-day costs that students will have to consider when they're living at university. So what students can do is use this tool to compare the cost of living at different universities, and this can inform their budget planning and also potentially their kind of choice, which may be upcoming in June for their first and second university. Um, We are really lucky here at UEA that Norwich ranks very highly in this guide and it's been named on the UCAS website as one of the most affordable places to live in the UK as a student. So keeping this in mind, um, I just wanted to close with any words of advice that you have for any prospective students who may have any concerns about the cost of living or the affordability of going to university for them. Sure. And so I'd say the main thing to keep in mind is try and keep calm and maybe try and do a bit of research before you go. Like you said, Ellen, use tools that UCAS have and things such as these. So you feel a bit confident and you also feel a bit calm about money because I think, like you said, especially due to COVID, less like younger children or people coming to university have had to use money, I guess, in the same way before it as a lot of things were closed down. Um, like I said, I'd say use the resources that are available to you. I know even if you're an international student, um, when I spoke to some students the other week, they have um, international call lines so you can speak to other students from the same areas of you. I know they have that in subjects as well, so you can speak to them about it. So it's and it's so it's more unique um, to your experience. But yes, like I said, I think looking into the support at each university is really, really key. I think for me personally, like I've mentioned previously, splitting bank accounts really helped me. But I also spoke to my mum a lot and I feel a lot more confident in money now, three years later. So, again, that's really good. Before I came, I also looked into scholarships and I managed to to secure one, which is really, really great. So, again, that kind of helps um, me feel more calm um, money wise. I know each university has different scholarships and bursaries and different criteria. So definitely things to look at. And then I think, again, just repeating similar similar things to what I've said before, I think first year accommodation and things in first year, like you said, Ellen, might seem rather expensive, but it's good to bear in mind this doesn't consistently happen for the three years. 
And secondly, I think sometimes people get worried about uh, fees with clubs and societies and memberships and things like that. But I have learned this year when not playing for a university that universities do subsidise these costs a lot. Um, and they clubs and societies do have funding so often if you're worried about these you can often talk to someone as they do have committees so you shouldn't let money uh, stop you doing something you love but these are definitely all things for you guys to look in but I think lastly just don't worry too much just go into it and see what's available to you but I think doing research prior to coming is something that's really important as I know it just generally helps you feel a lot calmer a lot more confident when going to university. Brilliant. That brings me to the end of all of my questions for this month's episode. So thanks so much for joining us, Lily. Really appreciate all of your insights. No worries. Thanks, Ellen, for having me. I hope this advice is useful in the future. And of course, thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in. If you would like to direct your students to a resource to find out a lot more of the content that we've been discussing today about student finance and money management at university, we have a free student webinar, which is upcoming on the 22nd of February. This is gonna be absolutely jam-packed with more tips on how students can get the most out of their money at university. And students can sign up to this via our website on our webinars and subject tasters page. More broadly, please do encourage your students to continue to check out our full programme of virtual webinars and taster sessions and continue to reach out to our friendly team on schools at uea.ac.uk to get in touch with any questions, comments or feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for now. Bye. That's it for this month's episode of Nurturing Bright Futures. We would absolutely love to hear from you. To book a visit, make a suggestion, or ask us a question, drop us a line at schools at uea.ac.uk. Thanks for joining us.